Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, good Jesus. Good morning, Father. Holy Spirit. Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank <clears> you for today. We thank you for a new day, Lord. We thank you for a new week ahead. We thank you for all the good things that you have in store for us. This is the day that you have made. This is the day the Lord has made is what your word says. Your word also says you load us daily with your benefits. So we thank you, Lord, that you have plans to prosper us, to give us an expected end. And we command our morning with these prophesying and calling unto us plans. Knowing the things that we will go through today and all the things that we don't as well. And that is where yesterday's reflection comes in handy. That is where the I confess boldly scriptures and other scriptures that talk about power, releasing that presence and that power into our future through those words so that they can go and wait for us. That's where it comes in. We thank you, Lord, that you pour out new revelations into our heart each day. You teach us ways to pray. You teach us ways to exercise our dominion. You teach us your mysteries, the hidden secrets and principles that you make available to us. So that when we apply those, when we put them into practice and when we speak them, knowing that our words carry weight, knowing that our words shall not fall to the ground, even when they're negative, you grant us discernment, Lord, we thank you. We acknowledge your presence in this prayer, Lord. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our hearts. We lean not on our understanding, but on the revelation that you grant us. Knowing that out of that revelation, when we speak with faith, is where new possibilities are birthed in the spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts every single day. Every time you call us to you to be with you. To commune with you. And it is there that we draw that new revelation, that new strength, the new wisdom and the understanding that goes with it. In order to manage, to handle, to navigate all the circumstances and situations, the challenges of our day today and the week ahead, the month ahead, the year ahead. And we share the same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those that we're lifting up in our place of prayer as well, Lord. And with those that have no one to pray for them, as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. As we make our prayer, Lord, this morning, we call on your name. Remembering all of these, as we lift them up, as we intercede for them, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The father of light, the God of patience, the God who is a consuming fire, a refiner. The God who always honors his covenants. And he is the God of overflow and miracles. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who is given to us as our daily bread until we enter into that kingdom. To feed us, to educate us, to enrich us. 
He has enriched us with all utterance and knowledge. He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption. The source of light and truth. He is the way, the truth and the life. The sheep gate, the door. Our rock, our foundation. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the scepter of the king of kings, the hand of the creator. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that powered his ministry through whom he worked all the signs and wonders. He is the father of all spirits. The spirit given to us at our salvation, when we are born again, made alive in the spirit, and he gives life to our mortal body, and now partners with us in combination with the word to make that word become real to us. It is he who quickens us, heals from our, from our backsliding. It is he who lifts us up out of the pit. It is he who brings revelation, changes the times and seasons and reveals the deep and secret things of the Lord. The mysteries hidden in his word that he makes available only to those whom he chooses. We thank you, Father, that you've blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. The gift of angels and destiny help us to fill in our gaps where we lack or to bring us your message, your direction, your instruction. To ensure that the plans that you have to prosper us shall be brought to fruition. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you provide all our needs in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And you bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. We thank you, Lord, that it is your will that we must prosper and you are able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing when you are our shepherd. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. the blood of the new and eternal covenant. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and physical, uh, natural disasters, any kind of spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection, Lord. And I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. I also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word 
that goes out of my mouth this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, shall not tarry or delay, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Today we reflect on what does it mean to seek the Lord. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, that's the Lord speaking himself where he says, you shall seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. <clears throat> when you seek me with all your heart. Now seeking is not worship or prayer or praise. It is not fasting or giving or Bible reading either. These are ways to get closer to him. But to seek God is as the word is defined, to cultivate a desire to know him more. To have a closer, to have a sorry, to have a closer relationship with him. To build a hunger for him that overtakes every other desire in your life. So that you love him more than anything, including yourself. Keep seeking. And it is being consistent in that seeking because his word itself says, when you seek, you shall find. And then when you knock on his door, that door shall be opened unto you. But this is the relationship part of it, which God himself has been seeking right from the generation of Adam. He created man for this very purpose so that he might have a relationship with someone who would reciprocate back to him. Since there, that has always been the way he's looked at man. To have that relationship, to build, rebuild that relationship back. What happens when we have such a relationship then? When we are seeking him? The signs to know that this has happened is, first one, you want what he wants and you reject what he doesn't. You place his purposes above your own. You become that son or that daughter that loves him like Jesus who was fulfilled, who was willing, who fulfilled every will of the father and was willing to lay down his life for the father's purposes to be fulfilled. Number two, you lose your ability to say no to him. There is nothing that you will not give him. Your time is the least of it. You become that lover, the bride of the bridegroom, whose sole purpose is to please her husband. Number three, you become meek. A person after God's own heart like Job. Who said, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Your circumstances do not change your relationship with him. Then you know that your seeking is in the right direction. 
that is a test of how good your relationship with him is. Are we buckling under pressure and saying, God, you don't care about me? Or are we saying, my circumstances are independent, irrespective, the connection between us does not change. One like David as well, who kept waiting on God for direction, connecting with him even while he was a little shepherd boy. The one who said, how can I live in a palace when you, God, live in a tent, in a tabernacle in the tent? And he wanted to build the temple. And then God said, no, you won't build this temple for me. And yet he said, okay, I shall store up, no worries. I shall store up all the resources so that my son can build it for you. Circumstances did not change. Even though that would have looked like rejection, most of us would have taken it as rejection and say, God, why are you turning me away? David said, that doesn't matter. It didn't matter to him. What was more important was the connection that he had with God, not what he wanted to do for God. That was out of his love for God. And God said, God probably was thinking, can a man love me so much? He was a man who said, search my heart and try my thoughts. I want to align with you. And that is why God said, this is a man after my own heart. And when someone loves him so much, how can God ignore that love? So even though David was a man who made a lot of mistakes, even while he had that relationship with God, including murder, including adultery, God still called him to be the father of his lineage through which salvation would come. God still set him as that role model of the relationship. Son of David is what Jesus was always called. There were so many other leaders that God chose before David and after David. A few that were greater than him. And yet he was never called son of Moses. He was never called son of Abraham. He was always referred to as son of David. Can God love so someone so much that his jealousy is vested in them? Can God love you so much? And can you love God so much in return? It is that love that causes you to seek him. That is what we're looking to cultivate. So that when you have that condition of your heart, then your seeking is a natural outcome. And that can only come when we know him for who he is and what he means to us then is what that love is all about. The question to ask ourselves is, what does God mean to me? I am reading the Bible every day and it is teaching me more and more of him as a person. What does that God mean to me? Is it just the one that provides 
the one that rescues, the one that helps, the one that blesses? Or is it more than that? <clears throat> and when we fulfill the first and the greatest commandment, where he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. When we fulfill that, then we become the focus of his attention. And as Deuteronomy 32, verse 9 and 10 says, you become the apple of his eye. Then let anyone try moving that apple out of his attention. You become the object of his jealous love. That love can be dangerous to anyone that tries to interfere. That is what we really want. And if you know how a husband feels and acts when a wicked man looks at his wife with a wicked eye, then that is what Jesus the bridegroom does when a wicked one looks at the one that has set his heart on Jesus. He is the bridegroom, we are the bride. If we can love him so much, what will that bridegroom not do to protect his bride? The Bible says, God lifts up his right hand, which is strong and mighty, and saves. That's what he does. We see that mentioned in Psalm 89, Psalm 60, Psalm 108. And you can see what Psalm 20 verse 6 says. We'll quote that here. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with the saving strength of his right hand. All of these are confirmation of that jealous love. The love that he has towards someone who seeks him with all his heart, as Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says. God says, when you come that way with all your heart, and when that love has been tested and found pure, then I will be found of you. Till then he'll hide himself. And he says, then when you seek me, I shall be found of you. And my jealous love will be directed towards you. That's what Jeremiah 29 verse 13 is all about. The seeking of him and how to approach him. And then what his outlook towards us is. And that is what he wants each of us to have. So then when you step out into all kinds of challenging circumstances, it is that jealous love that stands as our armor in between. It's almost like him saying, let anyone dare look at this one. That's his jealous love. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that edification in our spirits, Lord. That as we read your word more, as we get to know you more, as we see all that you are doing for us and all that you continue to do for us, all that you have always done, you give us revelations of how that has applied to our lives in the past. 
Even in times when we didn't see it and you were still working, you still continue to love, you still continue to care, you never gave up, you never turned us away. And neither do you now. They are kind of sacrifices that you make for us. You did not hesitate once to sacrifice Jesus for our sake. The most prized possession, the king himself. Your word. You give us your spirit. You give everything that is available in heaven to us, including angels. All just so that we might prosper. You have loved us with that everlasting love. That is what all of this is about. We thank you, Father. Now we ask for the edification in our spirit today to love you in return. From our heart to seek your face, not just your hand that blesses, but your face as a person to love. And to love like Jesus loved. Selflessly. We ask for that edification in our spirit today, Lord. That as we love you, to love our neighbor as well as ourself, that we might fulfill his command to us, to align with his will and to obey his instruction. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Their hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. For all families that are embattled, facing division, separation, divorce, any kind of such activity that seeks to keep your people apart. To go against your will, Lord, what you have joined together, let no man divide. Let no spirit divide. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. All kinds of addictions, compulsive behaviors, mental disorders. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith in our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara <laughs> 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 
Sandra <laughs> <laughs> 
Scripture I've got this morning is from Psalms 27, verses 7 to 9. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 29 to 31, quoted from the Amplified Bible where it is written. But from there you will seek the Lord your God. And you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. When you are in distress and tribulation and all these things come on you in the latter day, in the latter days, you will return to the Lord, your God, and listen to his voice. For the Lord, your God, is a merciful and compassionate God. He will not fail you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant with your fathers, which he swore to them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's reflections, our rosary and divine mercy sessions that are run every day, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions. Please share those with family and friends, invite them to join. You can share links for Zoom and YouTube so they can join us live. 
Alternatively, you can point them to the recordings available on our YouTube page, Spotify podcast, as well as posted onto our Facebook page. And let the peace and the joy and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and his love that chases us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother.